0: This is the Strength Beyond Fitness Podcast,
1: a Build Body Fitness production brought to you by Coach Louise
0: and Coach Renee, where we talk about simple principles to train your mind, transform your body, and maybe even change your life. So let's just cut straight to the chase. The holidays can be so doggone stressful. And we want to help you feel successful no matter what ends up coming up, whether the stuff you plan, the things you don't plan, the last minute cookie exchange. How in the world do you stay dedicated to your goals when you have so much going on at the end of the year?
1: Yeah, I think it's a hot like not just a hot topic, but a, something rel- relatable, relatable, uh, everything that can go wrong tends to go wrong in holidays you know it's that like murphy's law so
0: there's a reason there's so many of those cringy holiday movies of just everything going wrong
1: yeah and it's a time where you put everyone in front of you and you last like whether it's Thanksgiving whether it's Christmas whatever you tend to celebrate is super common to put every single thing and everyone ahead of you and you put yourself last and it's not the time for that it's it's you know, you want to take care of them, but you also got to take care of yourself. So we want to be able to just be the guide and the help and not just that, but like someone that understands you and you can be like, oh my gosh, they are relatable. They're not telling me to suck it up. And you know,
0: we're not going to give you a list of 15 things to do every single morning, no matter what vacation you're on. No, we want to help you hear some of our ideas and then be able to brainstorm what's going to be realistic to you because what your holiday looks like, whether it's really busy or maybe it's high stress and really painful, we want to make it to where you can still achieve everything you've worked so hard for and not feel like you've ruined your progress. But before we dive deep into that, Because it is the holidays, I got to admit, I've discovered a new sweet treat and it's become one of my favorite things. (laughs) I actually had it right before this podcast because I've been kind of running around a little bit crazy tonight. Um, Graham cracker with frosting on it. I don't know what it is. It just takes one graham cracker, a little bit of leftover frosting from the cake I made for Malia. And it's been like my favorite treat. I don't know why. Luckily, it's one that I can easily portion so I don't go crazy, but... I'd rather have that than any of the candy that the kids brought home.
1: I mean, it looks really good. I haven't had it because you haven't offered, but it looks really, really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was just Halloween too, and uh, I'm not a huge candy person, but I do like chocolate, and it was uh, it was fun just doing dad tax.
0: You also just had a bunch of, you know, treats like Venezuelan treats that were at the house, too. So even though you don't love the American candy.
1: Yeah. Venezuelan candy. I mean, uh, it's not a hard candy, though. Like it's it's
0: that's why I'm saying it's a treat. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm about I'm all about it. And it uh, if if it's cultural, like once again, Venezuelan. I have no self-control. Like, absolutely no self-control.
0: What are those little stick things that you... That you always have here? They're not... Are they paros?
1: Uh They're called pitolis. And they're very similar to, like, a... Like, a wafer. um, Like, those uh, wafer straws. Except they're not hollow with the whole... Like, it's completely filled in the inside. Mm-hmm. But... um. Lee's are specifically or actually they're called Petoline, I think, now. They used to be called Peter Lee's like back in the early two thousands and something happened and then Venezuela's like tragedies that it's had between like government and stuff. Uh the company moved to like Dominican Republic and then they I think they they had to do like a rebrand from Peter Lee's to Pedoline. So but they're exclusively from Venezuela. They're made in like Dominican Republic now, but like it came from there.
0: I mean, I can't pronounce it either way for being honest, but they do. They do taste really good. I try not to take any from you because usually whenever you get them, I have the coco sete, which I don't fully understand what that is either. But I love it.
1: Yeah. And I mean, he here's the thing. We all have a form of a sweet tooth.
0: We have one thing. Maybe it's sweet. Maybe it's savory that we're like, "Ooh, I'm going to go out of my way for that.
1: Yeah. And there was something really cool that uh, Donna said when we had her over and she was and she said it's all about balance. Have the have. She was like have the sweet or have the soda or whatever she said, but also have a little more of the healthy. And if you think about that balance, like, yeah, you know. Maybe I have, I personally have no self-control when I have like a can of lee's which is like my, my weakness when it comes to like, a, I guess a, a sweet tooth candy, but I need to know, like, if I'm going to have some of that, okay, I need to have some more of the healthy and it's not like greens and, and broccoli, but it's just understanding, am I balancing everything out so that I don't look back and be like, oh my gosh, that was such a bad decision. I'm, I'm just awful. Everything I've done for the last months it's just gone to waste because i didn't have any self-control here
0: Well, you had to take into consideration too with that treat is the accessibility of it is it's not something you can just drive down the street to fries to have so because you only have it really a couple times a year when you have it you're so doggone excited and so think about it. If you have something that's rarely in the house, when you have it, you just kind of full send it. And I feel like a lot of parents, especially around Halloween, struggle with that. If, if you have a lot of restrictions of, okay, there's absolutely no sugar allowed in the house, and then suddenly you have a plethora of it, it's harder to contain yourself because you know it's that kind of scarcity, even though it's fully available down the street. And I feel like the holidays can have a similar similar thought process to it of, I don't often have this big buffet. I don't often spend time with this family. And, you know, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to enjoy it. But then it cycles into guilt. And once you hit the guilt, then you're going through this ugly cycle of, did you really enjoy it if you are beating yourself up about it after? And even challenging of, you know, what is it that you feel guilty about? Do you feel guilty that you overindulged? Do you feel guilty that you skipped a workout? Do you feel guilty because your stomach's all upset and you have a headache? Like, where is this guilt coming from?
1: And it's important to know that the, the moment you have guilt, that is really where, one, it doesn't become fun anymore. Uh, your self-confidence tr- goes down, and it's almost like a ripple effect where the more guilt there is, the further you are from feeling accomplished or confident, and the purpose of this is, let us let let us recognize like, what is it that you're working for? Why you're doing it? And when it's holiday times, which is where we're on right now, how can we go about it? So because let's let's back up first because let's it's enjoying the moment.
0: We'll back up, and there's just two questions that we want you to consider. Two questions. They're going to divide into bigger ones, but we're going to keep it simple of like Luis just said, what are you actually working towards and what events are coming up? And they sound really simple and you're like, well, those are pretty obvious, but we need to dive deeper into them. So like Luis said earlier, what are you actually working towards? And this is where I'm going to be really stern of you have to be honest with yourself because if you're just saying, oh, I just want to feel good. Okay. Well, you you can feel good and eat all you want. You can feel good and skip your workouts. But then if you're secretly wanting weight loss and you're not really admitting that to yourself and then you're mad at yourself for losing weight, that lack of honesty is only going to feed into the guilt cycle.
1: I see that really common, the uh not admitting that you're that you're a weight loss. And I
0: it really is sad because you can admit that you want to have weight loss and it not be a bad thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really it. It's funny because most if no most of us know know us, we are not like specific weight loss coaches. But it's not that we don't that we don't accept weight loss. I think weight loss is phenomenal. We
0: have several clients working towards yeah, weight loss. Yeah,
1: I mean we've worked towards weight loss, but it is we we recognize what we like to specialize in, and that's what we focus on, so we can give our clients the best uh, the best overall service. But weight loss. It tends to be part of the reason people exercise. So if you're exercising because you do want to lose weight, you got to be truthful about it to yourself and even those around you. Uh, a very common thing is you stay kind of quiet about it. You get invited to a friend's house, to your family member's house, to a an event because we're going to have those times where now there's maybe some more events, whether it's your church having... Events or your kids having something in their food and all that, and it's it's so easy to just to, to be ashamed of it, and you, you just indulge or eat or you you forget about what your what your commitment was, and you fall off track because you want it becomes it goes back to the ripple effect because now you start feeling a little bit of a shame.
0: And I mean, it's hard because it's not. F- sometimes it's hard telling people, hey, I'm working on this specific thing because you don't know how they're going to react. Mm -hmm. Some people may react in a judgmental way. Some people may react almost defensively or you, if you're a people pleaser, don't want to make people feel uncomfortable by saying, hey, this is what I'm working towards. But if you're going into this, you know, okay, what am I actually working towards? Then you kind of set things up ahead of time knowing, okay, if I have... You know, if I have a bodybuilding event happening in January, does it make sense for me to eat like crazy during this month? How the bodybuilder is going to be eating compared to someone who just wants to feel good is going
1: to look really different. And that and that goes not just for eating, but it, you know, if you're a bodybuilder and you have an event, like you got to like, work out. You got to work out. You got to do it, uh, whether you're out of town, whether it's a ho- like a hotel gym, whether it is doing something like. On not on the fly, I would say, but being created because uh, adaptable, adap- yeah, because you have to adapt. If you have an event, you gotta stick to it. That's 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 a huge, almost like a non-negotiable. Like, there there could be everything and anything that wants to sabotage you, and that, I mean, how you want to feel on stage will say how you're gonna ap- approach each decision.
0: And so that really ties into, once you know what you're working towards, one, establishing your non-negotiables, just like Louis said, and then thinking of what is actually maintainable during this time period. If you're traveling, like Louis has been doing a lot of traveling, he's going to be doing even more traveling. What he eats at home is going to look different compared to when he's out and about, but he still has a choice. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important to remember, like we still need to hold ourselves accountable of, you know, maybe someone's making dinner for you every single night and you don't want to be rude. That's fair. Like you don't have to be that person that brings Tupperware to someone's house. Depending on your relationship with them, you might be able to bring up with them like, hey, this is a goal that I'm working towards. Maybe you go and you, I don't know, pick up a rotisserie chicken right beforehand, you Mm -hmm. eat that or something like that. It's, you always have a choice and depending on the relationship, you can ask ahead. We've talked about how we talked to my mom and say, Hey, this is things we're working towards. We're fine to pay for it. Mm -hmm. She usually covers it, but non-negotiables. Sorry. What were you guys? I don't go for it. Non-negotiables can look different. It could be as simple as I want to make sure I have five palms of protein every single day while traveling. It could be, I wanna make sure I drink five water bottles full of water. Those things are fairly simple compared to someone like me, who I work out for my mental health. If I go more than three days without working out, you mentally can tell I'm off. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I have to find a place to exercise somehow, whether it's we bring a kettlebell on a road trip or I find a local cycle studio. It's understanding, okay, what are my non-negotiables and how realistically can I do them wherever? And not making them too complicated. If you have non-negotiables going like a whole like 10, 20, 30, that's just a Santa Claus wish list. (laughs) I'm thinking like three to five things that, you know, you could easily do whether you're at home or you're in a van in the middle of the desert.
1: Right. And weigh out which one you feel that you can prefer. almost perform better at so for example let's go let's go to the weight loss part okay you're you're you have a goal that you want to lose some weight you there's a specific there's a there's a certain aesthetic but it's not competitive level it's just a few you know maybe a few pair of pants aren't fitting like they used to and you just want to fit better in them a few pair of t-shirts and you just want to feel better at them okay well let's weigh out what could you have better control over in your performance at Exercise or your meal control. You know, you're you have an event, you're you have Friendsgiving, someone is inviting you over, but this is one out of like three Friendsgivings. Super packed day, really busy, but you know for a fact you can dedicate 45 minutes to your workout. All right, don't skip those 45 minutes. No matter how busy the day is, don't skip the 45 minutes and then enjoy the moment. That you're in your friends' giving.
0: Let me put out there: it doesn't have to be 45 minutes. I yeah, there's, there's some example. of my best workouts have been for 30 minutes. It's I feel like some people think that because you can't work out for two hours, you shouldn't work out at all. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm just putting out there like that's literally just a number. If you can move yeah. intentionally for X amount of minutes, move intentionally, stay focused, and then that way when you can be with friends, like allow yourself to be there, be yeah. where your feet are. And,
1: and a simple incline walk for 20 minutes at a uh, at the gym at a nice moderate pace where your heart rate is is, is, is is slowly increasing. It's a great thing to do. If you just, if everything's taken, all the equipment is being used, you're just like, this is going to be the worst workout of my entire life because I only have 20 minutes. Take it to a treadmill on incline. It is one of the most phenomenal things. And when you're going to be done, you're going to feel super good. And now you can, once again, you know you perform well in that. You gave it what you could, okay, and then go enjoy the friendsgiving in a moderate way. You don't have to take a tub of wear. You don't have to take this, but you know that you perform the movement versus the opposite. Where we're gonna say you don't have time for the for the exercise. Okay, can you perform well in your in your meal controls?
0: I want to pivot just a little bit because I feel like you have a lot of experience with this. Those who I feel like it gets mentioned fairly often, but it might be a surprise um, that we're both members of the Church of Jesus Christ and Latter-day Saints. And there was a time in Luis's life where he served a two-year mission. And during that time, you didn't really have a ton of control over some of your dinners. And it's not like you could just go to someone's house and be like, I'm not going to eat that. Yeah. So, what was something that helped you during those 2 years when you decided to become more mindful of your movements and your foods?
1: Right. Well, let, let me give a quick background cuz I have ADHD, so I have to give the whole story. In case you didn't <laughs> know, he has ADHD. <laughs> um, most most of the time in the mission, uh you'll gain weight. Okay. It's a really common thing because you're being fed by the members of the church and they just love giving you seconds and everything. So, very common to gain weight. Even if you're biking, walking, it's super, super common. So, there's a whole joke around the six-month mark or when you have six months left that you do six months to sexy. Where you're more, you start exercising more, you don't take as many seconds. And every single meal, every single day that the members give you always has dessert. It's, It's even if families don't typically do dessert they'll figure out a dessert. It's just kind of the culture. So, I gained a lot of weight. This is the this was the a time where I typically would I always weighed maybe 155 max. And by the time that I had 6 months left, I was like 195, which is wild because I currently weigh more than that, but back then I didn't really have muscle. I didn't exercise to the degree. So, it was it was it was bad weight if you see a picture of me like i honestly looked fat like your
0: joints weren't supported your posture was terrible yeah
1: like i i don't look healthy you look a picture you look i and i don't share every pictures of it because i just don't like it i don't look healthy so why did i look at my patterns okay i was like well i'm, I'm exercising kind of in a half ass kind of way uh and it's funny because i'm on an lds and i just but yes you know we're what? members yes you know because what? whatever I, you know i have a good relationship with my only father so that's that you don't need but to defend yourself <laughs> but my exercises weren't weren't great uh, i was having seconds in every single meal possible and of course i said yes to dessert like if it was chocolate like i am down i so, know
0: some of those members one lady made the best tres leches i've ever had in my life yeah you would not say no to her
1: yeah so okay, what did I decide to do? Okay, my decisions were alright, my exercises have to be more intentional. Every single morning, very, very intentional. If I'm gonna have seconds during dinner, I need to be more mindful about my about my about my lunch. Most of the times our lunch were obviously eating out. And I told myself, alright, no, I'm not gonna eat out anymore. I'm gonna make sure I have something at the house to eat. We're gonna always go back to our apartment and have lunch there, keep it super simple and when it was time to have dinner with a member i would i i most of the time if they didn't offer seconds i did not take the seconds if they were like oh elders you want more or like oh there's more whatever i would go for a second and i try to be the one that filled my plate so i had control over that if i didn't have if the, if i didn't have control over filling my plate i would just tell them oh yes i'll have a little bit more but don't fill it to like like the original and then dessert came So, during dessert, I was moderate. I I said, yeah, I'll have dessert. And I would eat it or I would eat the majority of it. And then I'd just be like, oh, I'm so full, you know, from the seconds. This is phenomenal. And I'd leave, like, maybe a little bit over a a quarter. Never left more than half because I love my dessert. But I'll leave, like, a little over a quarter left. And these decisions in those six-month period – led me to return back home around the one sixty five, one seventy, you know?
0: And that's pretty impressive considering most dinners were not within None of them were in my you didn't really make any requests. For the most part, Mm -hmm. whenever you're going to these members' houses, it's whatever they decide to feed their family that night and it really could be anything.
1: Exactly. And and again once once coming back to it a little bit is I I did I did I did serve in a more Mexican dominated area. So tortillas were like they would just put a huge stack of tortillas and everything you ate with tortillas so you grabbed the amount that you wanted and one of the things i, I told myself I was like okay well i'm gonna max myself out at like three or four where previously you know maybe i'd had like six or eight or even ten like they're small little tortillas like tostada size really small but it was so easy to grab because they put so many there uh because they're so cheap as well it's a filler. So if they didn't have enough food, they had enough tortillas. So I told myself, Hey, you know what? I'm going to go from eight to like three or four max four, probably. So you bring up a, lot. a
0: really great point and it leads directly into the second question of what events do you have coming up? And this may sound really silly to ask, but if you listen to a story, a big thing that helped you was creating the awareness. And so when it comes to events, it could be, you know, you have a work party, you have a church party, you have a family party. If you have a blended family, okay, well, at least for us, we have, if I go to California, we have like my family, but then we also have my Asian side, but also we have the Peruvian side, even though I'm not Peruvian, my uncle married a Peruvian, it's confusing. <laughs> and then not to mention there's friends that you want to see and there's Friendsgiving. And so all of this stuff can kind of add up. And even just looking ahead of, okay, what events do I have? And the two questions that tie into this is, what am I most excited for at these events? And what am I okay skipping? The second question isn't, oh, what events am I going to skip? No, no, it's what things there are you okay missing out on? So, for example, whenever we go to the Peruvian family, they make this ají de gallina. It is amazing. I only have it like once a year if we go, what is it? It's like a Peruvian curry. I don't even know. I don't even like spicy food, but something about this, I'm like, I want it as many servings as possible. They have this rice with corn, and I don't know how they make this rice taste so good. And then there's this sweet potato casserole, which, once <laughs> more, I don't know what they put in it, but it's magnificent. Those are my favorite dishes. Am I even going to waste my time with the jello or the Brussels sprouts? For me, no. No. And I know you're just like, wait, you're going to skip the vegetables. It's, uh, okay, if I'm going to this event, I'm going to consume the things I'm the most excited about in a, you know, moderate. mindful portion, but I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, okay. I, I'm aware well of my patterns. I know how I am consistently with my diet. I'm here. I'm going to enjoy these foods. Am I likely to go for like the pecan pie? Probably not because that's not what I'm excited for. So I'm going to skip that. Am I excited to have sparkling cider? Maybe, but that's not as important to me as ahi de gallina. Something I do need to be aware of, and this is something that Luis found out last year, is if something is in my hand, <laughs> I will drink it without thinking. If you are passing around sparkling cider to do a cheers, I will drink it without thinking. It is a terrible habit. And so for me, it's... Okay, if I have soda, then I need to be aware of how many cans mm-hmm. I've opened, or I just stick to water the entire time. Because, like, pe- the way well, people I'll, I'll, lose track of chips, I lose track of drinking.
1: Well, I was gonna say you just you can't have it all. Like, as much as we want to have it all, we can't always just have it all. And having the soda with the with the de gallino and the which ahij you know, is a chick is more of a ch- it's chicken curry. So there's a lot of protein. There the only kind of downside of the it has ahi- a lot of carbs yeah the only downside is that they use uh breadcrumbs in it so that's really what creates the carbs in the ajed you know but uh you and know
0: whatever secret goodness they put in yeah
1: that. you got the sweet potato um casserole which has like marshmallows and stuff so and then the rolls and whatnot and it's like you can't have it just all
0: but what are you the most what excited to is have is the most
1: important because you can have a soda at any time of the year But can you have the ají de gallina or that sweet potato casserole any time of the year? Most likely, it's just a special event. So, center your energy or your, like, not your energy, but, like, your focus on what is it that you won't have after that night. You you know what I mean? And it's not like go to town, like you said. You still be moderate with your decisions, but be in the moment and then... Whatever you can have outside of that, just don't have it.
0: I'm going to sound so pretentious and that's fine. Think of like Ratatouille when the food critic is trying the food where he's actually savoring it. He's like taking it in and enjoying it. And so like when you're eating, it's actually savoring and enjoying the moment, being grateful for the moment. And like I said, it sounds cheesy, but whatever is on your plate that you're excited about, like let yourself be excited about it. And then the things you're, you're okay skipping. And even, you know, I think the biggest thing is as long as you have a visual, I'm a very visual person. And so having a plate of whatever I'm going to eat, say if I do decide to eat chips, I try to always put them in a cup or on a plate. So that way I know how many I have because of macro counting. I do get into the habit of kind of counting them a little bit, but sometimes I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. and so having a visual knowing how much i'm consuming is huge and i like the point that you brought up earlier of you serving yourself because we all have that one relative that will just slap it on because you know some people food is a love language
1: Mm -hmm. well i said it in one of like the very 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 early episodes when we just started the podcast where like i cherish food in the in, in the cultural aspect not like not not meaning cultural hispanic and you know this but the influence that it has in the way we connect with others food is such an important part of being a human being it's such a beautiful part of the experience yeah exactly so i have this high respect of enjoying the moment with food where setting huge restrictions is I've missed out on awesome moments because I set huge restrictions. And this was prior to understanding more of sustainable and attainable health and fitness. This was when, back to, again, earlier episode where I said, like, oh, yeah, I tried the keto diet. I tried this other stuff. I tried the intermediate fasting. The everything that you can think of, and I missed out on really fun moments for a result that i got and then lost that it wasn't it wasn't a It a, a result that stayed with me through my life that i can be like oh because i miss those moments this is where i'm at no my weight went up and my weight has gone down
0: there yeah i i think i told you the other day you made enchiladas and i, I don't know what it is <laughs> but i was like this felt like a love letter and that sounds really cheesy but there's some food where like thinking back to when my grandma was alive like when she made miso soup that felt like a love letter like there's some food that really does feel like it's made with love Mm -hmm. and they're they're worth the bites and the sips um if you are going to a place where maybe it's new you're not really familiar with the food there's something that we use in our house and it's my favorite thing it's called the no thank you bite Of you take one bite of it and it's okay to say no, thank you. So say if you're at a new place, you take a small portion, you want to try something out. If you try it and you're like, I'm not the most excited about this, but I love this over here. Don't force yourself to, feed, uh, to, to finish it. Mm-hmm. And that sounds really funny, but that also comes down to like being mindful of the portions that you're giving yourself. Yeah. Um, I know it- a big thing that a lot of people are really excited about, and I might get some angry people here, is alcohol. During the holidays, there's a lot and a lot and a lot of drinking. And although I don't drink, I'm not going to tell someone to stop drinking unless it is affecting their quality of life. But it is something to easily lose. And so a rule of thumb that I give all my clients is whenever they're doing nutritional guidance is we have typically like a fluid ounces limit that they have throughout the week during a holiday. Giving yourself that same kind of leeway, and maybe you don't drink alcohol. Maybe you love Dr. Pepper. You tell yourself, okay, well, I can have thirty-two ounces, fluid ounces, maxed around during the weekend, and that way I can take it in, enjoy it, but not get lost in it and not feel the best the next day.
1: I saw a uh, a like reel of uh, it was like a European person just like talk bashing about America, and they are like, only in America you'll see somebody like order a like a double cheeseburger fries and like uh, a pink flurry and then get diet coke and it you know i was like i was laughing at it i was like oh my god that's so true and what just made me think right now as you're ta- as you're talking about this like don't like don't create these like Limitations, or or don't don't create this like.
0: There's a difference between a uh, limit and a boundary. Yeah, I like,
1: like yeah, like a limitation. Like have just just your your a boundary and awareness. And know like overall, like how did your choices overall like, like look like? And we don't drink alcohol. We don't understand the whole alcohol socialization thing. But yeah, no, I will put this
0: out there. I'm sorry to admit, <laughs> I had a time in my life where I did struggle, and. When I tried it socially, it was not good. I did not how to. I did not know how to do it socially, and so yeah. I will fully admit that. And there might be some people out there that also struggle with it, but mm. just because that's not my personal struggle doesn't mean I don't have other ones.
1: Yeah, and ju- and just going back to it, it's it th- unfortunately alcohol has a hu- will put a huge setback. It w- it's just it, it turns it, into it, sugar yeah. in your belly, and it'll turn into sugar. It, it's a it, I believe it's more calories than it it is more calories than than proteins but less calories than fat so things like seven instead of nine per gram i can't remember what the i think it's seven after. yeah but it's it's a long story short it really gives you a huge setback and alcohol will be a huge thing during these holiday times and you gotta let yourself know like is this a once again it comes out to be like what are you going to have in that moment that you can't have at any other time really? Th- not that you can't, but you're less likely to have any other time of the year. And if it is a, one of those, um, cans, uh, what is it called? That everybody truly's, if it's a truly, if there's a truly, or there's like a the hard seltzer, a hard seltzer, there's, there's, m- there's going to be other opportunities to have those, you know, like you're going to have you're going to have plenty of other opportunities to have those. Why have them during this time? Like I'll give
0: them credit. Say maybe if because there's a certain person I'm thinking in my mind. Say if you only see the certain uncle one time a year and you enjoy having a modella with him.
1: <laughs> modella time.
0: That that's you know what? I'll give them credit for that of like, hey, if you enjoy this particular drink with this particular person, that makes sense. Mm hmm. But if it's just a Sprite that you have because it's a Tuesday, that's that's really different. Right. And so coming back to it, once you realize like what you're working towards specifically, not a cop-out, like, be honest with yourself of what you're working towards, what events you have coming up so that way you can be prepared, then you can actually create your daily and your weekly goals. And this is based off of what's actually controllable because... Like we just said, holidays can get absolutely crazy and you can think that you have everything under control. And then next thing you know, you forgot your driver's license at home and you're in the airport trying to fly (laughs) to Texas, which just happened to one of our friends.
1: Yeah. Well, there's that, and you're gonna have uncontrollables where maybe you have to work late, or uncontrollables with to traffic. You're gonna have uncontrollables where you
0: forgot to buy a gift for that one aunt that actually always gives you gifts. There's
1: mm-hmm. that, or you're gonna take a flight and it just gets delayed because of the snow snowstorms are happening. Obviously, not in Arizona, but uh, outside of it. So there's gonna be all these uncontrollables, and I think I love the fact that like you got to break it down into daily goals and weekly goals, and it's all gonna be co- completely different for what you're doing. I mean. You got the person that's losing weight. You got the person maybe that's bulking for a a powerlifting competition, or the one that is just uh maintaining, like just not looking to gain, not looking to lose, like maybe the person like that's trying
0: it, to manage their autoimmune disorder. Like there's yeah. lots of reasons, but whatever yours is specifically, mental it's going to affect your goal.
1: Exactly, mental health, movement, qu- movement. Just you just need to move so your body doesn't hurt. You got to set the daily, set it daily. It all well. I say it all starts weekly. First, you make the weekly goal, mm-hmm. and then you say, how can I achieve this weekly goal? And you break it down, whether it's five things that you do during the week. So you just give yourself five days out of the seven to work on this, whether you need it maybe daily. And you're like, okay, I need to break it down into seven things because I need the daily accountability or else my weekends going to be wild. Mm-hmm. you know.
0: I think so. The most easy ones. I'm going to give you three easy ones. And you can choose to take them. You can choose to grade yourself on them. But one is your intake of protein, water, and fiber. No matter where you're at, being mindful of what is your daily, weekly protein, water, and fiber. Two, mobility slash movement. When I say mobility, it's, you know, just basically fancy and intentional stretching movement. It could be weightlifting. It could be cycling. It really could just be walking outside and taking a hike. And then the last one is sleep, <laughs> which this one can be really hard, especially if you're being put in, you know, on the couch next to the sweaty dog or whatever. Sleep can be hard, but if you can try to get as much sleep as possible.
1: Or if you have to sleep in the airport overnight <laughs> because you had a red, what are they called? The, the red, red eye. Red eye flight. Yeah, it could, be, it could suck. It could be really hard.
0: So if you're able to get some sort of sleep in, find time for sleep. Mm-hmm. And the most important thing I want you to consider throughout this entire this entire end of year, fourth quarter is what everyone's saying, even though we're not business people. What is actually in your control? Control what you can, adapt where you need. Once more, control where you can, adapt where you need. If it is out of your control, why do you feel guilty about it? If you feel guilty, was there something that you actually could have done realistically within your control? Or are you just being too hard on yourself? Really? And so, yes, the holidays can be stressful. Yes, it can feel like you have a million things on your plate. But please do not lose track of taking care of yourself. You can absolutely still hit those fitness goals still hit those health goals while enjoying the holidays it just comes down to awareness preparedness and focusing on what you can actually control
1: yeah absolutely i what i say is your actions are going to determine how important that goal really is and once again like i'll I'll just give myself an example like i'm i don't have this huge giant goal for the holidays i don't have like this picture perfect uh physique or pr or anything but i do want to i do want to maintain
0: i was going to say i don't think you're giving enough yourself enough credit because there's a lot of stuff that you've been doing behind the (laughs) scenes where when it finally comes out people are gonna be like wait what right so you've been working on so freaking much to where your maintenance is a lot of hard work you having to go out of your way to eat well to drink water to move is a lot of work
1: yeah and I, again, I, I'm not going to take away that it's not a lot of work. You just
0: have to be intentional.
1: Exactly. Like, I got to remember that I'm still trying to do something. Like, maintenance is still a form of effort. Ma- sometimes we hear maintenance and it's like, oh, this is where I don't get to, I, I can skip everything. I can skip the workouts. I can skip my like, my, my, because I'm just maintaining, whatever. But
0: That would be like standing still on an escalator and then being mad that you're
1: moving. Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it, it, but yeah, like you know, no matter what your goal is, uh, whether you're maintaining or 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 trying to lose or trying to bulk or trying to whatever, whatever it is, your your personal actions are just going to really say how important they really were and how what what place of priority do they take in your life? So, uh, What's just, that meme that oh no, it's
0: the consequences of my own actions. <laughs> I think about that a lot.
1: I don't um, know, but it's and I, I see that one, or is it the one that it was like, it's me. I'm the.
0: I'm the problem. It's I'm me. Oh pro- uh, yeah. That's I, Taylor Swift. Oh, that's Taylor. <laughs> Look at you <laughs> quoting T Swift. But no, it's true. You have to know where to take ownership and lovingly call yourself out. There's mm-hmm. some stuff like, if you go to a certain person's house, you might not be able to control the entire, f- you know, meal. But it's what yeah. can you control?
1: Right. And I just want to give like one la- a few last things because I I see this very common. Uh, one. I, 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 I have been traveling quite often. I'm not traveling to a big city. I'm traveling more to a, small, a smaller town. I have clients that have been traveling lately. Uh, you know, I'm going to do some call-outs. Like I have a client that travels to Maine. I have one that she just traveled to Chicago to see her family. Uh, I have another one that will be traveling a little bit between California and Texas. And it doesn't matter, like, where you go, how small the town is, how big the city is. Like, there are gyms. There are gyms out there and you just gotta the the excuse of I am out of town I just can't find a gym it's it's not a good excuse it's, it's really what it is it's just an excuse you can go on and there's gyms that will do a $5 drop in unfortunately there's gyms that are going to do a $40 drop in like it can really range but think about like this either can can be three, four days without anything, or you can decide to do two drop ins out of four days, and that's better than just saying, oh, I just couldn't find anything because I'm out of town. So go find it. Like go get on Google and do do your due diligence. Do it before you go out out of town. Do it when you get into that town. Do some quick phone calls. Uh, you'll be surprised some gyms even if you're out of town and you say I'm gonna do a drop-in because it's happened to me. I'm like, hey, now I'm willing to a a And they're like, oh, well, it's your first time. You can just do it for free. And I'm like, uh, I don't plan on standing up. Like, I, I want to like, I w- I want to respect your business and, and not take advantage. And they're like, no, no, you're, you're good. You're for free. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I just went to three gyms and they're all for free.
0: I think that's hard to admit the difference between I can't do something and I don't want to. And if you truly don't want to work out while you're out of town, just admit that. Just admit you don't want to do it but what are the things you're willing to do Mm -hmm. really comes down. What are you willing to do? What are you not willing to do? And what are you capable of doing within that circumstance? And so it's up to you. And if you need more help, you're always more than welcome to reach out to us. Um, If you did not see when this comes out, we are going to be updating the page in which these clips are uploaded on, on Instagram. And so previously it was known as build body fitness it is going to just exclusively be the strength beyond fitness podcast and then you can reach out to us on there either of us look at it and then we also have our direct pages yeah you can always ask us questions
1: and please just share like share share on instagram and that is just one of the greatest ways that we can grow and then the, our messages can can be spread so i uh, hope this was in informative is that the right word i think it was informative i appreciate you guys for getting late so just my brain information Informative. yeah i hope this was informative for everybody
0: yeah he's drinking a red bull which makes him sleepy
1: yeah it's actually true i'm ready for bed so
0: so thank you guys so much for staying tuned and i hope you have a wonderful holidays please be nice to yourself have a good rest of your day night whatever it is
1: (laughs) cheers stay golden